0: My name is Keith Beavers, and I just found out the brain is not fully formed until the age of 25. <laughs> that really explains that thing I did. It was in 1990. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Network? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers, and I am the Tastings Director of Vine Bear. Today, we're going to start a little series and a bunch of quick episodes about terms that you should know as a wine lover in the world. Today, we're going to talk about the word "négociant." What does it actually mean? This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Black Box Wine. Just like the Negociants of Europe, black Box wines source from the best Chardonnay grapes one can find. Boxed wine seems to be everywhere these days, so if you're looking for a standout, you can't go wrong with the black Box Chardonnay. It's smooth, balanced, and will convert even the most stubborn boxed wine naysayer. Just try it. As you're coming up in the wine world, as you're buying wine, if you have a wine license and you're buying for a restaurant or a wine shop or if you're just in the world and you go to wine tastings, just or just wine education in general, you're going to hear the word negotiant. And it's a very unique word in the wine industry. It's a very unique position in the wine industry. And it's actually, for a long time, was extremely important Important in the wine industry, but it's kind of not as important as it once was. But still, kind of is. It's a little bit weird and gray. But we're gonna get into it. The word "négociant" kind of sounds like negotiator, but and that's kind of what they did and do. But when you read in the Oxford Wine Companion, it says that a négociant is basically a wine merchant. But merchants are like, you know, I had a wine shop. I was a merchant. Um, back in ancient Greece, the Ono oh Justes, the we talked about the blind tasting episode, they were wine merchants. During the Middle Ages or the medieval times of 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 Britain, there were wine merchants, but they were called vintners. But it's in France and the word négociant that, the, that it split up a little bit. And the word is mostly tied to Bordeaux and Burgundy, where the popularity of these places became to the, well, we got to the point where there was so much wine being made that this sort of position of a negociant would actually buy up either surplus or an eventually not surplus, but just with contracts, either grapes must, or wine, and they would either vinif- crush and vinify, vinify, or just bottle wine to be sold under their own labels. And this was fine for the producers because they were making money on it, and maybe they weren't making their own wine, maybe they were for their local village or something like that, but the negotiant would take that juice in, or wine and distribute it across Europe. This became a thing in Italy as well. It happened in Barolo, Barbaresco, and eventually throughout the world. And the negociant became the middleman of the wine industry. It became a very, very, very important part of the wine industry. As the modern wine world began to evolve though, sometimes negotiants were not good actors and would lead to fraud. I mean, if you think about it, you're just buying and you're blending. You're basically doing whatever you want. This is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why the Appalachian system was created in France in the 1930s. There's a lot of other reasons for it, but this is kind of a tr- contributed to it. That doesn't mean that we're, that we're all negotiant and in the, 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 the industry of the were was corrupt. It's just some people, you know, there's always going to be bad actors in everywhere all the time. In any, in any industry, but there are names of firms and negotiations that to this day, you see all over the place and they've been around forever and they have legitimacy because of their business practices. So when you're in the supermarket in the United States and you see, let's say French wine from Burgundy or Bordeaux, that's kind of or the Rhone actually, that is, not that expensive, you're basically buying a negociant wine. Not all the time, but there are just the names. Here's some names that you can that you will recognize: M. Chapoutier, that is from the Rhone; Louis Jadot, Louis Latour, Joseph Duran, and Boissette. These are all names from Burgundy, and you're gonna see these all over the American market because what happens is they are they are they have the ability to buy from multiple places they have a higher volume and what they do you know when you read in the Oxford Wine Companion when you're reading about this stuff something they do say and I think this is an old way of saying it but they they make a balanced perfectly balanced wine which is the sum of imperfect parts and that again I think that's very old but that's kind of what a negotiant became is they became this sort of middle person through the wine business, helping distribution of wine and actually getting people into wine in a way that smaller producers probably couldn't do. And just as the names I mentioned ended up doing, these négociants would eventually Actually, have their own vineyard holdings. It, it expanded into a much larger thing than just a, you know, a go-between. And the names I just rattled off have vineyard holdings as well as contracts with other vineyards and in wineries as well. This is different than co-ops. Co-ops are a a different entity, and we'll talk about that at some point. But the negotiant has become not only. A merchant between the producer and the distribution system, but they've also become winemakers themselves. There's actually a term that I will absolutely butcher, and it's negotiant élevé. I think that's how it's said. And that is the term for a negotiant that sees through the entire winemaking overseas the, oh, <laughs> that oversees the wine making process, whether it's their own winery or whether it's a contract or somewhere else. And this idea of negotiation is very unique to the European system because in here in the United States, we don't have this, what we do have is a three tier system. And I figure I would take this episode as the opportunity to explain that to people. Cause it, it is a little bit of a confusion because like, what, what does the three tier system mean? It's a post prohibition law that was put into place that defied vertical integration which is a distribution term meaning and I how to write this down a strategy that allows a company to streamline its operations by taking direct ownership of various stages of its production process rather than relying on external contractors or suppliers so that doesn't happen in the, in the wine, the alcohol industry of the United States. We have a three-tier system where we have to separate all of that. So what we have is the producer, the wholesaler, and the retailer. The producer is the producer of the wine or the supplier of the wine that's imported that may have been made by a negociant. Then you have the wholesaler who sets the wholesale price and puts it into distribution and the retailer sells it to the consumer. That's how we do it. So there are really no negotiations here. We don't even really have co-ops here. We have companies that make a bunch of like wine and big vats, and you can actually walk into the facility and say, I want a wine with my own label on it, and then you just choose whatever wine from the vats you want, and there's your wine, and it goes into distribution if you want to do that way. But we don't really have co-ops or negotiations. It's a very European term. So when you're out there and you see or you hear the word negociant, now you know what it means. And actually what's great about these this term and these this this kind of little industry here is you can enjoy great European wine from very famous places and not spend a bunch of money on it. These these uh negociant Initial negotiant brands like Louis Jadot, Latour, and Chaputier, their their role, like I said earlier, on the especially on the American market, is it's a way for us to get into certain wines, and then we either go from there, we continue just with the negotiant companies' brands. I mean, these the 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 cool thing is also as these negotiant brands have evolved they also have some of their higher-end wines that they offer as well because they have their own vineyard holdings. And even then, the wines aren't crazy expensive. So it's a really the, 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 the Négociant world is a really great way for the American consumer to get into European wines in the more famous regions like the Rhone, like Bordeaux, like Burgundy, and kind of get a taste of the wines and then from there move on. Or not. It's kind of cool. Or you can move on. You can you know, eventually get more into Rhone, Rhone varieties, but if you ever want to have a good Tuesday night with some really good Rhone, go get a Charputier and you have yourself a, a night. It's pretty great. And as far as like the fraudulent stuff, getting one over on somebody, it the good news is with the appellation system in place and with the EU in place, it's very difficult to be a bad actor in the negotiation space. So that's good news. Okay. That's basically it. And I just want to get this term out there for you guys. And over the next few episodes or so, we're just going to like do these fun words to kind of get the glossary in your brain nice and big. So when you're out there in the world, you know what's going on. Talk to you next week. Find Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. Day. See you next week. E. J. Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pair's Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide spectrum of favorites, ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is a wine podcast. Whether you are new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. Visit TheBarrelRoom.com today to find your next favorite, where shipping is available.